Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Atlanta. It is October 21st, 2019, and nobody's in the trap because good old YouTube decided to crap out as we were going live, but hopefully you guys have gotten that notification. If you guys have not, make sure that you subscribe, hit the notification bell icon. New trap is here. We got Joe Johnstone, Kendrick Brock making their way over. Hey, audio correct, Landon Schultz. Thanks for joining us tonight. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. And even though you guys couldn't hear it the first time, and he wasn't a big fan of it, I still want to say he's growing a very nice neck beard right now. You usually keep it pretty, you keep it pretty bushy, but you usually keep it uh, trimmed too. Yeah, which I did the other day. I can't grow a beard. This is my this is my vacation beard. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys I'm just for it. Just merges down into my chest hair. Yeah, dude, that's, that's what I'm going for. So the American Chopper dad. Yeah. When he had the the mustache that went all the way down, he did the Fu Manchu that went down his neck. Now that I've shaved my head, I can do some really fun stuff. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landon Schultz, since we lost Andrew Luck, you're taking over that responsibility, Kevin, of growing the neck beard. That's it. That's it's it. is very true. We got Domer, Donaldson, Michelle, the OG homie. Brittany S. joining us as well. Thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Monday evening. Welcome back to the land of the living and the land of the winning. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time. If you guys are watching us on YouTube and you guys have not subscribed, make sure that you guys hit the, uh, the subscribe bush, bushin, the subscribe Gross. button and the notification bell icon. Make sure that you guys know whenever we're going live in instances like this where YouTube craps out. And we have to start a new stream because uh, Kevin was playing Papa Roach. No, fuck that. <laughs> it's funny because I made that joke before we went live and the exact same thing happened. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But you didn't get nearly as salty about it this time and blame oh, no, me for it. I know. I know. That was, that was a bad, that was a bad it's time. It's because you're well-rested. You're coming yeah. off of a long trip. Make sure you guys hit the thumbs up icon also, or as the kids like to say, smash the like button. The Bell Holcomb. The Bell Holcomb uh, icon. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, 
any of those podcatcher platforms, especially the ones that allow you to leave a rating and or review, please do that. It helps us out tremendously oh, with that's the algorithms. Part of the, well, that was one of the vault questions, too. Yes, it was. Tonight, um, we're opening up the vault, folks. We've talked about it. We found it. We found the infamous index cards from which we made our season predictions. And um, nobody's nobody's heard from Dan. So Nobody's heard from Dan. Now, I texted him the other day. Did you? Yeah, I just I just want to let him know, Dan, we love you, we miss you. In our hearts. In our hearts. In our heart of hearts, too. Our hard hearts. Yeah. The heart of our hard hearts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially uh, after eating cheese at pizza the other night. Yeah. My body hasn't been the same since. Yeah. It really hasn't been the same. <laughs> uh, I think I was telling you this story. Angie and I were at the airport yesterday on our way back from Colorado, and there was a pizza hut right next to Caribou Coffee. Being an airport, yep, it's serving because somebody's nine a.m. breakfast at, pizza. It's like somebody's nine a.m. is somebody's seven p.m. Right? Because yeah, everybody exactly. works around the clock. Exactly. I was like, I really want cheese at pizza breakfast, and Angie said, "Not again!" And the, <laughs> and the lady in front of us just started cracking up. Oh, that's great. Uh, never go cheese at pizza. You're correct, Brittany. Yes, but we did the work so you guys don't have to. Oh man! Shout out to Kendrick in the trap, showing up big. Got the got the home before dark signed scarf, bio captain my captain Michael Parkhurst. Um, hate to see it yesterday, but uh, a great time to have it in the studio with us tonight. So uh, thank you so much, Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick actually sat with me at the game um, Saturday. It was a good time. It's a good time. I got to see a lot of people this weekend. Saw Richard Gordon on the train. Had breakfast with some folks. Joe Johnstone couldn't make it out. I'm expecting everybody to show out this week. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Real excited. I want to get in the vault first. I, I, can't, I feel like I can't even think. Okay. For like a kid trying to go to sleep on Christmas okay. Eve. Okay. For those uh, avid listeners, the few and the few, the proud, the homies, those of you guys who remember at the beginning of the season when we were doing our predictions and trying to fill content for pre-season and, and all that, Kevin came up with the idea for us to do a bunch of predictions, lock them in the quote-unquote vault, which is just a laundry basket in my closet. I'm just glad we found them. Yeah, me too. And with that, and those of you who haven't uh, really kept up with the show or were absent that episode, we put those in there, and they've been locked away underneath a, a whole host of audio equipment underneath the... Yeah. In the, in the laundry basket. Everybody in the trap, get those get those internet validating uh, responses ready because we're going to need some help on this researching things. Tim, you might want to go ahead and get Google pulled up so that yeah. you can research some of these. So. Um, Kevin Brown, I miss you, buddy. And it, that's awesome that your mom's coming. Uh, it's always a good time whenever people get to bring their moms to games and get to bring their oh, family yeah, to yeah. games. Yeah. And just, yeah. just for the chant, the... Uh, my mom is here, so shut your mouth or oh, watch your yeah. mouth. Not shut your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's start with this one. We got a lot of these. This is great. All right. Joseph Martinez. Well, so I've got a separate one that I'm going to do. I'm going to do points. Okay. So, so how should I do this? Like closest to the actual gets, gets a like, point. And then nobody gets. And any, then nobody yeah, gets. Any, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's winner, then, this is winner take all, baby. Okay, I like it. All yeah. right. Only because I think I'm going to win. I bet you do. <laughs> Joseph Martinez, goals scored 2019. 
What's he sitting at right now? 27? 26 or 27 is what he scored. Please uh, be 26. I think uh, it's 27, though. Let's see. While you're looking that up, Tim with a prediction of 28. Yours truly, Kevin, with a prediction of 25. And Dan with 19. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can we just laugh at Dan? Can this just be the Laugh at Dan podcast tonight? Yeah, exactly. Um, he has 27 goals. Damn it. Well done, Give Tim. one for the Timmer. Pretty close. I don't know. I've never referred to myself as the Timmer before. My and dad calls me that. Please don't ever but... do that again. Yeah. Most assists. I you said Giddy. Oh, yeah. With 14. I <laughs> know that's not it. Okay, so this is a two-point question then. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so whoever gets the guy right gets one point, mm-hmm. and whoever gets closest to the amount of assists gets it. That's why I'm about to get two. Okay. Uh, Tim Herb with Pity Martinez and 14. Dan with Barco and 15. And Kevin with Gressel and 13. And I think I got it exactly right. No, you you missed it by uh, two points, or by two assists. But okay. still, you get. I'm definitely closest. Then. Yeah, you yeah. get you I get both. Two. I got two. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Gressel with eleven is our leading uh, assist getter. Hey, Petey was second. He had seven assists. <laughs> That's still not bad. No, it's not. It's still not bad. Yeah, should be good enough to get you into a side into the side. But we'll. Uh... All right. Well, while you've got Petey's uh, totals pulled up, that's the next question, actually, <laughs> in which. I'm going to win another point, and it's embarrassing because pity goals scored. Tim with 11, Dan with 12, and Kevin with 10. Yep. <laughs> and I think he had, what, four, three? Uh, he had uh, five. Five. Yep. All right. Barco goal scored. And the Barco question, somebody asked, has, has he even played 14 games? Barco played 16 games. Uh. Barco goals scored. Tim came in with nine. Dan with ten. Kevin with the under and said eight. And Kevin wins again. Oh. I don't like this game, guys. I don't oh. This isn't fair. Oh, so. I don't think. Ah, uh, so. <laughs> I don't like. Oh. All right, guys. We're going to go back to our regularly scheduled programming. Or Kevin doesn't know anything. <laughs> I'm just glad that it sounds like I might know some stuff after taking the uh, just willingly taking the role of know nothinger for the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. All right, most points scored in a game. Tim with six against Cincy. I said five against Chicago. Dan, said- <laughs> you, 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 you got you got to Chicago and five right. That's- <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't go the that didn't go the way you thought. You no, should that's get negative. You should get negative. That's what I meant. And uh, Dan five in Toronto. Yeah. So you should get negative points for that. I agree with Joe Johnstone. <laughs> like that should be the um, most goals we scored this year was four. Four. No, right? three. Three. Yeah. We like never LAFC. We, we didn't break the four goal barrier. I don't think. No, we did not break the four-goal barrier. Uh, we had three against Minnesota. I don't think anybody gets points for this, right? I mean, whoever was closest to the amount scored. Yeah, so Dan and I will both get a point. What did you both say? Five. Five, okay. And yeah. then who was it? Who was it that you you're talking um, about the LAFC game? So Minnesota. Okay. We scored three. Um, New York City. And, oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, we scored three. Oh, shit, what am I talking about? Houston. Houston, we won 5 nothing. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Oh, so yeah, we... 
Dan, Dan and I still yeah, both got the you one and Dan point. Both still okay, got points. even better. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, because I went over. Uh, Houston with five. So, yeah, you guys get the one point. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, most points allowed in a game. Fuck yeah. Kevin with five. Tim, three against DC. I don't even have a team listed here. So, um, I won't take any extra points because I didn't say the team. Um, I wouldn't have said Chicago anyway. So, I said five. Dan said four. Tim with three. Yeah, so. Kevin with another point. He's running away with it. He's got. Do I even have a chance to come back at this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Playoff standings. Tim said we were going to get the supporter shield. Kevin said second place. Dan said second place. <laughs> <sighs> this isn't fun. Total points for the team. Tim sixty nine. Uh, nice. Kevin, 62. Dan, 67. Okay. You win again. <laughs> so we have 58 points. I secretly went back and listened to the vault before this. I already <laughs> knew all this was going to happen. I've just been waiting for it. That's why I've been so anxious. Did you really? No. Oh. <laughs> no fucking clue. Oh. Uh, Tim, your time's come. Will Atlanta lose to Orlando City? You were the one person that held out. Hey, guys. That Atlanta would not lose this year. Guys, I should win uh, multiple there. I'll give you... I mean, I can still spot you four. (laughs) 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 All right, final iTunes reviews. Uh, I guess it's got to be ratings, right? Uh, Final iTunes ratings on iTunes. Uh, Tim with 172, which I think you're actually the closest on this one. Dan with 160, and I said 168. And I think the actual actual one's 183. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All so right. I and get... red cards. Okay. You said two. Dan said three. I said three. Um, how many did we end up with? I think we do. We only have one. Did we only have one I red card this year? I think so. No, we had two. We did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well it done. was uh, Larry and uh, LGP both All had right. red cards this year. Well, that's good. You had half the points I did. Eight to four to Dan's two. There's a reason how, why I, how, how ironic it is that I'm the only one that got the Orlando question right, yet I have half the points of you, just like Orlando <laughs> City. Fantastic. LGP had two. Oh, did he have one in uh, Open Cup? Because uh, we, I'm not going to count Open Cup because, because we're really just talking yeah, about regular season. He's anyway, saying so. one in, in U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incorrect. Cheers. Mm. That was a that was God, a fun it tastes time. Good. It tastes good. What? Oh, because you're drinking your fancy Rebel Yell. You weren't. You're not good enough to Again, drink I your Buffalo Trace. Again, I make the right Trace. decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I make better choices. I'm just uh, kidding. Mm. Domer has a good point. I win because we never lose to Orlando City. It's correct. Whether it's, it's uh, it's U.S. Open point. Cup, it's a good point. Regular season, whatever it is, we don't we don't lose to them. You know who else we didn't lose to this year? Who? Actually, I don't remember if we lost to them uh, <laughs> up in New England, but we did beat New England two weekends in a row. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I got exactly what I wanted out of that, except for uh, Miles, Rob- uh, a Miles Robinson injury. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, fuck Greg Berhalter. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there now. The The guy was never going to play Miles Robinson, yet gets him injured in a training session. In the same way I believe he... Same exact thing, I believe, happened to DeAndre Yedlin. I don't know if it was the same injury, but Newcastle, not happy about it. Yeah. But it's it's cool. Greg Berhalter's brother is in the USSF, which needs to be fucking gutted. Kyle Martino needed to be the, the president. 
Carlos Cordero is a piece of shit. Okay. Um, what was I looking for to see if we lost to New England? Oh, I don't, I don't, why are you talking about that? I was going to talk about the lineup. No, we, was... we won at New England. We won here, and then we won here yeah. again. Um, the big discussion was, what do you do with the lineup, right? Coming into this match, obviously we didn't know what was going to happen with Miles Robinson. Nobody really saw that coming. But the big question was, two weeks ago, whenever we played New England, we saw a start in which Penny Martinez was on the bench. And we we got a win, a uh, 3-1 win at home, and a convincing win. The question was, does Penny Martinez get the start, or do you sort of keep the lineup for all intents and purposes the way it was. I think we both ended up with the same conclusion, which is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it, particularly right. against a team that you just got results against. Specifically, what does Penny Martinez, like if you win 4 nothing or 3 nothing? does, I mean, what big thing have you achieved in that manner uh, that a 3-1 result didn't get you? Um, the difference being we didn't seem to be as lethal against them as I felt like we were uh, the first go-round. Um, but the lineup we saw was the exact same from a week ago, with the exception of Miles Robinson being substituted out for Michael Parkhurst because of the injury. And our captain showed out yeah. until yeah. his tough. shoulder unfortunately separated from the rest of his body. Yeah, well, let's come back to Michael Parkhurst at the end of the game because I think that's going to have really big implications for Atlanta United going into yeah. the rest of the playoff run. But um, from a lineup standpoint, even hindsight, you know, I guess even though we both talked about keeping the lineup the same, we both came to the conclusion that Pity would be a, an early substitution or one of your earliest substitutions yeah. Yeah. in our thought. So I guess with that being not what we saw so much so that he didn't even get substituted at all. What are your thoughts on that? I guess hindsight's kind of 2020 in that standpoint because Tito and Pogba made such a big difference, but still that's what makes this so hard to criticize Frank DeBoer for this because it, we get the W we're one of two teams to not go to actually, I guess half of the games went to extra time. Half of them did not. Did any of them go to PKs? No. And we thought four of them were going to. Yes. I thought there were going to be way more games going to PKs this weekend. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought, was it last night's game? Seemed like it was going to go to, uh, to extra time. The Galaxy, the Galaxy game. Yeah. And then you had the crazy game in Philly. You had crazy game in, in Toronto. Really wacky, wacky game. Yeah. Like, uh, that's... That's the one like wherever you're watching baseball, for those of you who are gluttons for punishment, and you get you see an extra inning somebody won like nine to one. It's like yeah. how does that happen? So, yeah. I mean they just batted around yeah. in the top of the ninth. I mean or, the same thing or can the happen opposite here. happens and you go down ten nothing in right whenever the game starts, much like yeah. the Braves did. <laughs> so Kevin Brown actually makes a good point that I was gonna get to is we got a shutout and we were the only team to do so this weekend. And I believe in we have now what what, what is it? Uh, I want to say Conti, Mike Conti. Uh, it was either Mike Conti or Kevin Egan. We were driving through the mountains. We were trying to get the YouTube stream on my phone, trying to get the Atlanta United app stream because we kept going back and forth. And one of the two said something to the effect of Franco Escobar has scored now more goals in the playoffs than Atlanta has allowed in the playoffs. Oh wow! 
Wow. We didn't allow a goal against Columbus in our first year, yeah. right? It was 0-0, yeah. went to penalties. That's right. Last year, I think we allowed two goals in the entire playoffs. That's right, yeah. And Franco has three in the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So what do you trade here? Uh, This is obviously hindsight and H-Y-N-D hindsight is maybe Petey could have played in place of Emerson Hyndman. I think that's what you see on Thursday. I think so too, but at the same time, it's hard for me to criticize a 1-0 result, especially especially one that came against a pretty good New England team. Um, one familiarity is definitely uh, a hard thing to shake whenever it comes to being able to beat a team three. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, especially three whenever times, you're, two times in you're two going to have the same matchups. You're you're going to have the same personnel matchups, and with the familiarity on a player by player basis, you have you have a better ability to respond to things because you yeah. know what those players are, how those players are going to play, and how they're going to respond. And the other thing that you pointed out that makes it even harder to criticize anything that Frank DeBoer did with the lineup is that his two big substitutions that came at the exact same time ended up essentially resulting in us getting that winning goal. Hashtag DeBoer out, and then the follow-up. Can you... And this might sound like a little bit of a loaded question just because I can't personally think of it, but... A lot of my personal criticism and maybe the criticism for the show with Tata Martino was his inability or lack of making substitutions in yeah. a way that meaningful meaning uh, made a meaningful impact on the game or changed the potential outcome of the game. Um, and so to see Frank DeBoer do that in a playoff match was something that I don't I can't think of any or many games in which Tata did that. No, I mean, it's it not de- to say it didn't no, happen. It definitely it did. Stick it, out. it was definitely fewer and farther between than, than it is with, with Frank DeBoer. I think he is a guy that is absolutely willing and eager to make those substitutions whenever he sees that they, they're fit. And he saw that. I mean, yeah. we overloaded on that left side whenever he brought Tito in and Pogba and completely changed the formation to the point, again, to, to bring up Mike Conte and Jason Longshore, it seemed like, they were they were talking about Gressel having to get used to playing in a four three three again, and it worked. Yeah, at the end of the day, it worked. And ultimately, I think that's what you're going to end up having to do this Thursday. But that's again, we'll talk lineup and stuff in a little bit. Uh, to the trap, uh, <laughs> Brian mentioning Tata made subs. Um, uh, Domer Pogba and Tito connection was titillating. I agree, man. Tito Lading. Yeah. That's another guy. Again, I mean, Tito is a guy that we have kind of hounded this year for his inability to get into the lineup, whatever that is, if that's more DeBoer, if that's more him, and where he fits in this team. But just like last year, showing up in the playoffs. So uh, both Joe and Nathan, I'm going to take both of those comments and double back to it whenever we move on to Philly. But uh, I'm going to sort of put a dog ear on the page here and say, uh, to Nathan Explosion's point, if Atlanta was going to play New York Red Bulls, I would have given uh, Atlanta a 75 to 80% chance at winning. I feel versus Philly, it might be a 50-50 game. Uh, Joe Johnstone uh, making a point about how tired Philly will be granted coming off of the international break. So um, both points that I think are valid uh, whenever we come back to that because that was a pretty wild game that went on longer than – many expected and it absolutely works in our favor however it ended up whoever we ended up playing just due to the fact that they had to play an extra 
30 minutes or, or is it? Yeah, it's 30 minutes. 30 yeah. minutes, yeah. Um, all right, so lineup, uh, I think we were both okay with. And then match started, and ultimately, I think New England came out with the same game plan out the gate. They, they were really high-pressed. Um, oh, boy, did it almost pay off for them whenever LGP got uh, – he absolutely had a he had a flare up of a he had an LGP flare up. <laughs> he definitely, and, did. Uh, that was a uh, that was was that in the first half or was that in the second half? I guess it was in the first half. Yeah, that was um, in the first half because we were attacking left to right at that point. That's and right. Was, yeah. Thank God for Michael Parkhurst and Guzan. Guzan had a hell of a game. Yeah, because aside from his distribution, his distribution yes. may have been the worst that I have seen in a while. Yesterday, they also re- I, depended I, on him way yes. more than I think they needed. Yes, to. they they definitely passed the ball back yes. a little more than they should have. But at the same time, I will take poor distribution from a keeper over oh you yeah. know poor poor play well, between I just the sticks. I would rather the defender. I mean, whether it's LGP or whoever on the back line, just clear it out. Don't force Guzan to come outside of the six-yard box just to clear it out because he's got – I mean, because New England was playing so high up the field, as soon as the ball got to Guzan, it's not like he could just turn with it into space and then make another pass in possession. He's coming off of his line to service the ball and clear it out when the player was just as equally capable of doing so. So yeah. that's something that I hope gets cleaned up against the likes of Philly uh, – on Thursday, because I think that they're going to be more than capable of capitalizing on that. Early. He's no uh, Rogério Sini. Have you ever seen that guy? No. He's. I think he's probably retired at this point. He's a goalkeeper. Played in Brazil. I want to say he had over a hundred goals. What? He took all of their free kicks, all of their penalties. What? He scored so many of them. It's amazing. If you guys have never seen that guy, it's Rohair. What do they do whenever? So he would come out of goal to take free kicks he and would. still get back in time? And guess who does that in FIFA? This guy. No, you don't. I do. Not against you, but against like. <laughs> that's because I'm good. Against the don't com- you forget it. Against the computer, I will take. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Against the computer, I'll take him out. But Rohario Seni, uh, R-O-G-E-R-I-O, and then Seni, C-E-N-I. If you guys look that guy up, it's it's pretty remarkable. I, I'll show you some video later. Yeah. Show you some document documentaries. Okay, so uh, let's get into the match. Um, the big thing, and we don't like to talk about it because, especially if it's a loss, I think because we've got the result, it's only fair to talk about it, which was the officiating. Um, an official that... Good old Kevin Stott. Our last match against the Red Bulls was wildly inconsistent, and we got the exact same thing out of him this weekend in a match that I believe Philly had Kendrick and I were talking about it during the game. I believe at one point Philly had three times the amount of fouls as Atlanta, but Atlanta had twice as many. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, New England had three times as many fouls, but Atlanta had twice as many cards. Yeah. And I wanted to pull up Josh Bagranski's quote. If, if for no other reason than to invoke, um, not to invoke, is that the right word? Evoke. To, yeah, to evoke Mike German, because I think <laughs> Mike German's... It's German, come on. Yeah, I think Mike German's uh, favorite pastime is fighting Josh Bagranski on the internet, <laughs> on, on online. Um, so I liked, what, and we'll get into speaking the... Whole, of, speaking of Mr. German, he his shirts are up. In, they're, for, uh, they're on sale. Yeah, they're on sale at, uh, what is it, Mike... 
Grimon at storeenvy.com or something like that? It or is. is it, um, or is it Thought Marker? I know he's at Thought, th- at thought Marker on Twitter. It's MikeGerman.StoreEnvy.com. It's M-I-K-E-G-E-R-M-O-N.StoreEnvy.com. He's got some great uh, Atlanta shirts up. What does he call it? Conciliate Vincerat? Um, and he has those up for sale. Um, what was I going to... Oh, I was going to quote uh, something Josh, Josh Bagranski yeah. said. So to allude to Kevin Stott's officiating, he said, Joseph Martinez's yellow for simulation is a perfect microcosm of what's wrong with MLS officiating. Just before New England finally received a yellow for persistent infringement after their ninth foul in 41 minutes. Yeah. Then, without hesitation, as you and I talked about before the show, uh, how ridiculous that is, Ke- Kevin Stott comes... And shows Joseph that yellow when there was clear contact. Um, and he said, for the record, I was fine with him not getting the penalty call, but showing a card for simulation was bad. Agreed. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on um, whether or oh, not... Oh, that... Brian, uh, Brian, thank you so much for oh, doing the homework. Yeah. It's Latin for Unite and Conquer. Sweet. Brilliant. Yeah. Conciliate uh, Vincerette. Yeah. Um, Simulation or not? I mean, Kendrick Brock says uh, Joseph Yellow is a complete joke. And um, Domer mentions the more valid point, which is that LGP getting tackled in the box yeah. right before Joseph got taken down. Well, one thing I was going to ask you earlier, and I decided to leave it for the leave it for the show, is how is this any different than when PD gets minimal contact or Barco gets minimal contact, goes down, doesn't get a simulation yellow. But doesn't get the foul either. Yeah. It's just a no call that's if it's exactly not in the how, field. That's exactly but, how it should have been. But because it's in the box yeah. and he's trying to quote unquote yeah. win a penalty, it should be more egregious yeah. in the eyes of the referee, which I think is a little ridiculous. I think if Joseph had just gone down, you got to admit this. This is where I get. I think that it wasn't simulation in that the keeper made contact with him. What was simulation? was how overly dramatic his fall was. Agreed. Which we have Agreed. to and and the ref responded unfairly to Joseph based on that. If Joseph had just gone down, the ref may have considered it and even VAR'd it, in which it may have came back as a penalty because of the contact, but because of the nature in which he throws his arms up and goes down, it was just so overly dramatic for the contact that was made. And I don't even know so what are your thoughts on that? Because clearly contact is made, but did it really impede Joseph's ability to make a play on the ball that it would maybe warrant a PK? I, the LGP issue is a completely different one. Well, it doesn't, about, it doesn't have to impede your, your ability to get to the ball. You can have an off-the-ball foul on the box that ends up being a, a penalty. Yeah, well, I guess because the keeper didn't even make a play at the ball. He was clearly no, just he making didn't. a play he, at Joseph. Yeah, absolutely. And... He yeah he played the man he got the That's leg very true. and very true. and Joseph Martinez went down he went down a spectacular fashion unlike we're we're not used to seeing that no exactly and that's the other thing that may be weighing against me I'm not gonna say I'm I'm biased to the point where I think that that was appropriate to give him a yellow I don't, I don't think, think so. it is but especially because there wasn't even a talking to like if he had been doing that consistently throughout the game or something but Joseph doesn't he's not the type of player to just throw himself down no, no, somebody no. He's, contact. He's not. It's almost like uh, reverse boy who cried wolf. So Kendrick brings up, uh, I feel like simulation should be VAR reviewable to help eliminate it. I don't disagree with that. The other thing that I was going to ask that maybe I'm not sure about is why that... 
Why that wasn't reviewable for mistaken identity? Is mistaken identity only applicable only, to red cards? I think it's only if you give a card to somebody that wasn't the person that got fouled or wasn't doing the foul. That's what well, it's supposed to be for. Well, right? no, not, I, to an extent, but I guess all red cards are reviewable. Just thinking about whenever Chris McCann got a red card yeah. and then he came back onto the field. The trivia yeah. question that always comes up on the Halo board or about or the t- trivia tidbit that Chris McCann was the only player to come back or to get a red yeah. card reversed. Um, so in the league? I, I, he was the first, I guess. Gotcha. To be sent off and then be brought back. Gotcha. He was out of control, Tim. Yeah. I don't know if you heard Eric's rants over the course of that week. He was out oh of control. God. Clear and obvious. Clear and obviously out of control. Speaking of clear and obvious, that was a foul on Divock Origi in that Liverpool-Manchester United game. Yeah. That aside. Yeah. That aside. Um, Turner is a big reason to me why we didn't win that game more decidedly. What do you mean? I thought he played a really good game in goal. Yeah. Oh, uh, him getting that stop on the one-on-one with Joseph. Yeah, that was huge. He made himself... Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that kept them in the game. That was the dagger. Yeah. I mean, uh, stuck save. Stuck 2011, we'll get with you in a minute. Thanks for joining us uh, early. Usually used to you getting in at the end and, and missing most of it, but uh, LAFC gets eliminated on Thursday. Yeah, we got to... We'll, don't worry. We'll, 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 open that, we'll open that box up a little bit. Back into the show is all uh, predictions for upcoming matches, including Atlanta's against Philly on Thursday. Interesting. So Kendrick Brock is... Uh... Okay, so we got two comments. So we have Kendrick Brock uh, saying, if it was reviewed for a penalty and no penalty was awarded, but the ref saw it was an error to give yellow for simulation, he could rescind... The yellow, according to the current interpretation of the laws. I mean, Carl Seggy, I think, is at six second referee or ref on on Twitter. Our um, resident Jordy saying there was contact. It was embellished as a USSF certified ref. Okay, clout. The, the call was right. Joseph oversold it and was looking for the pen, and that's what the ref saw the most. Interesting. That's back but, to what I was saying. Like, that's coming from an Atlanta United fan. Right. That's what Carl I'm Sege. saying is that I, I think the ref responded to Joseph's actions more so than he had the ability to because if Joseph had if Joseph just goes down there, the ref maybe even looks at it. But because of the way he went down, he immediately responded to that more than anything else. What's it's just, it's interesting a, is yeah. that they didn't even say in the headset, like, oh, he still made contact. Like you could still go back and maybe take a look at that. At the very least. So to, to me, it's kind of the reverse of you slide studs up on somebody, don't make contact, but you can still get carded for intent. I don't know. I don't know. So like the reverse of that, I guess. So, uh, yeah, so the officiating was wildly inconsistent this weekend. Um, do we know who the official is going to be this week yet? Uh, I do not. Anybody know who our Gallagher. referee? <laughs> anybody know who our referee is for the game against Philly on on Thursday? Is Geiger still officiating? Um, I believe I've only. We haven't had any games with him this year, have we? No, I don't think so. I want to say I've only seen him because uh, I know he was the VAR. VAR ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So officiating, uh, we talked lineup. Um, so we talked a little bit about Heinemann as a prime suspect for rotation coming up this week against Philly. And I think it, it speaks, I, I think it's the right time, right? I mean, you don't take him out 
this past match against New England because of his familiarity with New England in attack and, and what he was being asked to do. But based on his performance, even knowing that, I think it is the right time for him to rotate out for sure. Pitty, who's going to be hopefully hungry and up to the challenge to being an impact player. And say what you will about Pity Martinez. I think he's been up and he's been down. He has not been the player that social media people will make him out to be. On either as, side. On either side. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. He, you see, he has not been a savior or the, I mean, it, I think that what's been interesting to watch over the course of the season, particularly after Breck Shea went out, is that Pity is the most divisive player in the lineup where again as a result of social media opinions have to be to the extreme and it's either he is the best thing that's ever happened to atlanta united or not so much and i don't think it's necessarily been all one or all the other i think that to say that he has been anything but inconsistent in front of a wide open goal is a flat-out lie i mean 80 percent of his shots in front of goal are five to 10 yards over the crossbar. I, I mean, his ability to put a free kick on frame, I'll give you that. His ability to dribble in tight spaces, I'll give you that. However, he also is very quick to go down if somebody it makes contact with him. We've seen that decrease as the course of the season has run out. But again, he has been inconsistent. I, would, I don't think he's been too much one direction or the other, but hopefully... Mm, he one direction. In. I think, honestly, I mean... Right now is when I think he has an opportunity to play his best ball because Barco is playing so well and Joseph Martinez is playing so well and he's healthy. Right now is when we really need all three of those guys in the lineup, um, especially against a Philly team that I think, I think is going to be a foot race. I, I, this is going to be a shootout. I think this could easily end up being a 5-4-4-3, you know, 4-4 four, four to PK type of match. With the depletion of Atlanta United's back line right now and the answers that we've got to come up with, you know, even with Pogba in that lineup, I think that his ability to play a full 90 has been tested and he's come out the worst end of that time and time again this season. So if he, you know, maybe he could play 90, but can he play 120 if we need him to? I don't know. Who else do you really have defensively to rotate into that four back, which I think we're going to end up having to do? You know, I think there's a lot of question marks for Atlanta United defensively right now. Hopefully, if we can weather the storm against Philly this week, we get some combination of Miles and Michael Parkhurst back for the conference championship. But right now, I think this game against Philly is when we really need pity and validates validates Frank DeBoer's decision to not play him this past weekend because ultimately his change made the difference and we need that change to make the difference in the starting lineup this week against Philly when we need that offensive playmaking ability. Yeah. A long tear. So <laughs> it was just going. Uh, real talk on the Miles Robinson situation. I wasn't kidding on Twitter whenever I asked why we aren't sending him to Serbia to go get the, the placenta massage. Can he not do that in Cuba? It'd be a lot closer. Or Panama or whatever. That's what I mean. But yeah. yeah, I mean, is that against the rules now? Because for a long time, with muscle strains and that sort of thing, what he's dealing with in uh, get the European soccer. Cells. Yeah, exactly. They go over and get placenta massages, like hard, real, like they take out that big rubber band thing that, 
goes yeah. back and forth and they yeah. rub it into your muscles and you're back in training in like two yeah. days as opposed to weeks. I don't right. know if they got outlawed or, um, yeah, <laughs> Domer, the Cuban call out. Yeah, just roll that hamstring in the thighs of some island women, make a Cubano. All right, let's see what everybody else's stance is on okay. pity because we have a lot. In okay, here. Carl Seggy, opposing defenders have pity's number and they are willing to let him take a shot as his form is so hit or miss. That is not a good thing. Stuck 2011, pity is all right. <laughs> Domer had the same problem with Yamil Assad until Tata benched him for a couple of matches in 2017. Um, yeah, so I think it's... Again, I think it's somewhere in the middle, but right and, now... Uh, Mark think... Geiger's retired. Oh, he is. is. I yeah. didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, can you Americans travel to Cuba these there, days? I think there's still some stipulations. I mean, Domer's right. We can travel there. The, the The embargo got lifted, but I think there's still some travel restrictions about going down there. I think it might be... I don't know if it's cruise ships or something to that effect. You can't... I don't know. I had... Does that count as doping? I don't... See, that's the thing I don't know. Like, it's not PRP... And I don't even know if PRP is technically... I think that's doping. You know, Blood Boy from yeah. Silicon Valley where you do the platelet-rich yeah. plasma. Yeah. Um, OPP, yeah. Because the umbilical stem cell stuff is just... Com- it comes from your own body, right? I mean, if you're a baby. I thought I just got it out of your <laughs> belly button. Not everybody has a... Uh, you don't have... You don't still have yours? <laughs> <laughs> Just use mine like a straw. If I'm too busy, just kind of gross. Like a crazy straw on my belly button. Oh, yeah, exactly. Where's Patrick when you need him? Um, <laughs> no, it's like Ren and Stimpy. Whenever Stimpy went in to get uh, liposuction, and they, yeah. <laughs> it was just a bunch of like fat milkshakes that they were pouring out, and then Ren was just drinking them and getting jacked <laughs> off of them. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you, you, you don't still have yours? All right, <sighs> fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Segge says, I have twin sons. We have an extra at our house. <laughs> Just you got to get him a straw like a Capri Sun. Just <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sure you squeeze it. You got to squeeze it like one of those milk pouches at school. Oh, God. <laughs> oh those maxi pouches we had in school. <laughs> were, you, were you one of the heathens that would just... Rip off a corner uh-huh. like a piping, yep, like a piping exactly. bag. And just <laughs> <laughs> it's like two sips. Con- leave us, leave us a comment in the trap. Did you have cartons of milk or did you have plastic bags We're, of milk? In, we made in school? The, we made the change like midway through because mm-hmm. it was cartons up until high school, and then they did the plastic bags. Yeah, and they gave us like this infomercial about it, about how great it was, and it was all Max, the posters it's, everywhere. It's Maxi Cool, and that's what's like the the tag for it was. <laughs> Yeah, Domer's uh, old as fuck. He had he just had cartons. <laughs> they were still dropping off milk crates on his front <laughs> door every morning. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It was all in glass jugs. I'm surprised he had cartons to begin Dude, with. Carl Seggy, small glass bottles in Northern Ireland. Probably came with a side of Guinness. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, yeah, Richard Gordon cartons, too. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But yeah, the milk pouches, man. Yeah, milk pouches. How did we even get on? <laughs> oh, oh, because of uh, you know, just sucking, sucking stem cells on top. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Look at his hands, look at his feet. 
Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds disgusting, but you didn't end up with all those dirty, mangled lips on the carton whenever you... How many times, like, in elementary school did you open one side and it didn't open? Just got sick of it, turned it upside down? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this. That's whenever I actually just started ripping the corner (laughs) out of the carton. It's just... You were the kid that just ate the string cheese, right? You didn't play... Like, you didn't pull it. You just... (laughs) (laughs) I actually couldn't eat one without having two in Kobayashi. (laughs) Like that praying mantis. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. Stuck 2011 is correct (sighs) when he says, these MLS playoff games have been insane awesome so far. I've been proven wrong on knockout playoff games. All right. So let's turn our attention back to... um, Okay, so any other any other thoughts on uh, the first match against New England before we move on? Uh, Franco, we talked about Mr. Playoff. Franco himself. was awesome. Um, is anybody more overlooked in MLS than Darlington Nagby? Oh, man. Is there anybody more consistently consistent than Darlington Nagby? Yeah. Is there anybody that you trust with the ball at their feet in the middle of four guys than Darlington Nagby? Barco right now. If he can play through the man... Which yeah. he, he which he managed to do after the first few. He put no on a calls. master class on Saturday. What he he went down a little too easy to begin with, which I expect to see at the beginning of the game because you want to see how the officials going to call the game. So players tend to go down a little bit easier earlier on. They find out if the officials going to call it or not, and then if they're not, they they at least you hope that they play through it. And Barco seemed to do a lot of that this weekend. Um, but yeah, Barco in I mean with three defenders around him with the ball at his feet, just time and time again, that ends up opening up lanes like the one that ends up scoring the goal with Escobar because he's got the ball at his feet and draws three defenders to cover him at the top of the 18. Um, Again, that's where I think pity right now is going to be very much needed whenever you have defenses that aren't going to know who to play whenever all three of those guys are, you know, honestly, I wonder What's going to be difficult to gauge? So I guess let's – any other things before uh, besides the Michael Parkhurst injury because I think that's going to be part of this upcoming discussion, which is what we do with the lineup. But any other comments on the game from this weekend? No, I don't think so. So whenever we talk about Barco and we talk about Pity in the lineup, the question for me is does it become so offensively structured that you really have nobody in a defensive midfield role because Nagby's going to be going up. Barco's going to be going up. Pity's going to be going up. Joseph's sitting up. You know, Gressel's going to want to be bombing up on the right wing. You know, Miram's going to be wanting to do the same thing on the left wing. I feel like it's going to end up being the game. You run the risk of the match being played on inside of either 18 rather than anywhere in the midfield. That's my fear with that lineup that has all three of those. DPs in the lineup with Nagby on the field with them. <laughs> you know what we don't have on Thursday? Is to have to listen to that fucking dupe song. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that is. The, the song that they play whenever they score goals in uh, oh, Talent right. Energy? That's yeah, right. it's so terrible. Yeah. It's the worst song. And we're pretty cliche playing Zombie Nation, but that's... Yeah. No, I agree with you, though. I mean, that's what we got in that game against New York, or uh, Philly in New York, and... Um, I was just looking at it. Philly gave up seven more goals than we did this year. It's 0.2 goals more a game. 
They give up almost a goal and a half a game, which is relatively high, I would say. Yeah. The game is going to be pretty open. Uh, people in the trap were saying that... Um, uh, sorry, Alejandro Bedoya. I got distracted by people saying dupe is catchy and being apologists for that shit song. Um, <laughs> but Alejandro Bedoya maybe not playing on Thursday. I think we're still trying to figure that out. That'll be a big factor. He's Oh, absolutely. He's definitely an engine for that team. Um, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, Shabilko didn't play. I mean, look, good on Philly. I mean, obviously we want to we want to win this week, but good on those guys. Getting their first playoff win, that's huge. Was that their first playoff win yeah. ever? Yeah. Huh. You know who was on that you know who's on that team on the bench? Who? You know who finally got his first playoff win too? Who? Well, granted, it was his first playoff game. Joe Bendick. <laughs> actually actually I, t- <laughs> well I take that, that I take that, that back. He, that I, like I take that. that back. He might have played last fun. year in the playoffs with uh, Columbus. That was fun. Well done. I like that. Yeah, I mean they got um you know a second half goal from Fafa Pico and um and a first half goal from Bedoya, and then uh, ended up taking the game at the end. Um, it's crazy, crazy way to end it. Um, yeah, because you and I were just kind of checking the score. Oh, and I going, guess Elliot oh, that game's too. Over. Elliot too. Yeah, it was it was three three going into. Oh, it's three one. Time. That game's over. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. man. That's awesome. Dirty Bird person also saying dupe is catchy though. No, no. Should we no, put no. it on? Thank you, thank you, Brittany S. That song is annoying. Correct. I'll put it on. I'll be the judge. Let's see. Um. So Kendrick brings up a good point too. If Bedoya plays, he's going to be a liability. So do we want him to play out there? What's the name of the song? Just Dupe. Yes. Just look up Dupe. Dupe, 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 dupe. Is that the name of the artist or the song? It's the song. Is it called what? It's called something. It has some lady's name in it. Has right? a lady's name in it? What? Here. Is it going to be on Google Music? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Stuck 2011, please don't play that song. <laughs> I don't know what the actual... The song is has some lady's name in it. I can't remember what it is. It's um, it's like Miranda something... I don't know. What is it called? Dupe. Philly. We, we built the city on rock and roll. Yes, I would rather listen I to like that. that. All right, let's see. I got it. This slaps, dude. <laughs> 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 Carl Seggy's gone. This kind of slaps. <laughs> I feel like this is prime for like a Travis Scott remix. Or Crazy Frog. Oh, yeah, or Crazy Frog. <laughs> I can see a Post Malone. Dude, you got to turn that <laughs> off. You got to turn that off. Yep. Bye, guys. <laughs> I would rather listen to... I, I, that makes me want to have the Crazy Frog, Axel Foley... Uh, yeah, Axel Foley remix play whenever we score oh, goals man. God. or that can we just play this what uh, after, after we score <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god yes yes what if we played that after <laughs> you gotta turn oh. that off too you gotta turn that off all right it's been real fun guys it's been real fun yeah. Okay, so uh, lineup against Philly. What do you expect? Do- Domer says, uh, and I'm very happy to hear this, he said the plastic cup on Thursday, hopefully not full of piss, <laughs> <laughs> that hits Kevin into in two-face, <laughs> is coming from the front of 102. Oh, man. 
<laughs> yep. All right. Ooh, I like that. Alternative goal songs. Ooh, I yeah. do too. I've already picked mine though. I'm good. <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun, dun. laughs> um, mine's crawling in my skin <laughs> by Lincoln Park. Trying to get much harder. Than that. <laughs> that's sorry, guys. That's an inside joke from from high school. I love inside jokes. I love inside <laughs> jokes. Hope to be a part of one. <laughs> All right, uh, Devil went down to Georgia. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be I'd, good. I'd be sick of that one real quick, though. What kind of tea is this? Oh, no, I boiled Gatorade for you. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to start quoting the office. Yeah. The rest of the episode. <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of, you would think it'd be something with like Outcast or something, though, for Atlanta. I mean, yeah, Bombs Over Baghdad. Ooh, if they played one. that every time we scored, that would be pretty awesome. Or, hey, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Everybody likes that song. Yeah. Or some um some Run the Jewels would be nice too. That or some Lil really John and the East Side Boys. Yeah. What if they play Bia Bia? <laughs> Every time we score, Bia Bia comes on. <laughs> <laughs> or just or, some or about just bust ahead to the white meat. <laughs> Put on some T I. Or Luda? Yeah. Or some Ludacris? Yeah. Boo, bitch. <laughs> I, th- I think we're seeing a common theme as to why these songs are not being played after each goal. You're right. Yeah. Uh, pretty much any any Yin Yang twins? Huh? Yeah. Are <laughs> uh, you? <laughs> Don't Are you? Are you? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. It's great Remember that time that Wing Wing Like twins? just whistle while you twerk comes on <laughs> <laughs> Every time we score a goal uh, Remember th- <laughs> I'll miss new booty <laughs> Yes <laughs> Do some Bubba Sparks Some Carla Park Bubba Sparks would be nice Back in the mud from the like the 2006 Madden soundtrack <laughs> That'd be real good Yeah That'd be real good Carla Park Bubba Sparks <laughs> 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 Every time I hear that song, I just think about that Miss Moogoo oh, video. I can't not. Yeah. It's from all my stickam friends. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting hot. Yeah. I'm getting sweaty. It's getting real hot in here. All right. So um, it's getting hot in here by Nelly. No, that's a St. Louis I know. thing. Come on. Come I on, know. man. Yeah. All right. Um, what are you thinking? So you think pity starts Thursday? Yeah, I think he starts on Thursday. I think that Philly's defense is going to be pretty susceptible. I think we had a pretty open game against them up in Philly. I think, uh, to your point, if if the games are going to be played in the 18s, how much midfield control do you really need? How Do you need two Nagby's? Do you need two center midfielders? I think Rometty gets the start on. Rometty? Really? Yeah. Because I think Jeff's going to be in the back. Oh, that's fair. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think Jeff's going to be in that midfield because you've got to have somebody that's going to hold possession in the midfield with Nagby. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think Miram sits. Yeah. Uh, Jeff ends up being on the back line. Go back four with Jeff, LGP, Pogba, and Escobar. And then in the midfield, you've got, um, so that's that's the five, and then you got Rometty, um, 
Nagby and Gressel and then and I guess Pity. No. Those three. And then in front of those two you would have Barco and Pity overlapping and then Joseph up top. So a four three two one. I don't mind that, yeah. The only thing I would say the problem is that the problem is gonna be that I mean, obviously all the players are gonna shift and move around, but the problem with that lineup, the only thing I really see, which maybe isn't too terrible because his distribution's been inconsistent, is you kind of give up you're not asking Russell to be the the main producer of off like you're Gressel isn't running the offense anymore at that point, but you don't need him to be whenever you've got Barco and Pity on the field because either one of them can play it out to the left or to the right, and Gressel's there as support to float in the midfield and help with Nagby. And if Gressel gets out to the wing and can whip one over, great, but it's you're not dependent on that because I think, like I said, those three of Nagby – Pity and Barco are going to be moving the ball around so much with the ball at their feet. You're not going to be so dependent on distributing out to the wings and getting a one-two for somebody to run long and then cross over. Pogba can send one from 40 yards back on the back line, like we saw with Tito, and you know he can send Barco down a line on the left side for Barco to do that cut in that he likes to do at the top of the 18 and lay it off to pity or whoever's at the top of the box. I think my biggest fear is you're going to, the problem with that lineup is you're going to ask all three of those players up top, Barco, pity and Joseph to shoot. And that's going to take Barco being comfortable to take that shot. When sometimes he's been hesitant to, it's going to take pity being consistent with his shot. And then both of them knowing the right time to unleash Joseph sitting and wait basically okay uh domer with a uh, interesting point he said four three two one wouldn't be very wide no, it wouldn't he said might invite attack on the wings and that's where philly is good so my thing so i i kind of want to still see miram in the lineup and i trust his defensive work rate more than i do gressel in terms of putting him in into a true fullback role and I think that he could probably serve that makeshift fullback role. And then you have Pogba or yeah, Pogba and LGP in the middle. And then you switch out for me, switch out Lorenowitz with, uh, with Rometty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough. It's definitely a conundrum. I mean, it's, it's definitely the reason I'm, you know, not, a, I think a you have to go manager. four back though. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't see any way around it at this point. But you can also transition over to a three-back towards, yeah. towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you still have the personnel for that as long as, you're, as long as you're saving somebody or as long as... Again, my biggest problem, my biggest concern right now is Pogba. Really? Because I, I... Not he, his ability, but his stamina for a full game. Okay, true. Because we've not seen him play a whole so, game So yet. maybe maybe that is where you sit Lorenowitz. You leave Remedi in there. You put Miram over on the left side. You have Pogba, LGP, in and Escobar. And then as the game wears on and Kendrick's asking who our backup defender is on yeah. the bench, it could be Jeff coming in for... Mm-hmm. Um, coming in for, for Pogba, maybe switching to a, a three-back of Jeff... LGP yeah. and 
um, Escobar, but who do you put in the middle at that point? Because I don't trust LGP at this point to be the, the anchor of the defense. And that's going to, that's actually my bigger question that's mark a good point. than Pogba right now. Well, it's not, it's not for me because Jeff, you can depend on back there, I think, to stay anchored there and not do something completely out of character like what LGP will. LGP is our biggest, okay. Pogba's our biggest liability on being able to play the whole game, I think. Um, LGP is our biggest risk for having <laughs> to giving up a, a costly goal or taking a having a player out due to a red card because LGP in games this is the perfect setup for an LGP type game where he takes everything and puts it on his shoulders and ends up doing something unnecessarily and getting himself a red card or drawing two yellow cards or you know getting out of position to being overly aggressive, which opens up the back line yeah. because he isn't just doing hold-up play, which is what you need him to do so that you have a second line of defense. That's where I think you're right. I think LGP is maybe our biggest liability. You're going to need him to be the most level-headed version of himself that we've seen all season this weekend because we don't have backups, <laughs> really, defensively. But ultimately, what it comes down to and what you saw in Philly, and it's going to sound stupid and Captain Obvious-ish, is all we have to do is score more goals than them. Is Ambrose healthy? Somebody mentioned, uh, Elliot Beaman mentions Ambrose. Yeah, but... Because Bellows with the U17s. I think Ambrose is healthy, but do you risk putting him in at this point? I don't think you start him. I think... If Mir you need a substitution, though. Miram, at this point, at left back, is more of a known quantity than, than is... Maybe, yeah. Mikey Ambrose. But, again, <sighs> all we have to do is score more goals than them. It doesn't have to be pretty... Right, we don't have to. But again, that's where you're asking a lot out of that front three, and you're. Gonna... Are you though? Because if if Turner doesn't stand on his head against Atlanta United in some True. respects on True. Saturday, we put three, four in the goal, or three or four in the net. Mm. Two or three. I think maybe two. You know, think like what? What? How many of those goals did he really save that you think were going in? Because Nagby's was off frame, but he still Barcos pushed it wide. Barco's right? was... he still pushed it wide. You have no idea of knowing. But it wasn't like he. That, it's not like he stood on his head to make that save. No, but he still played a really good game. Yeah, I think he played a good game, but it wasn't a game like what we've had. We've had a couple of games this season, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, how the hell is this happening?" True, and you know who had a really horrible game on on Sunday? Philly. Andre Blake. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a absolutely a bad game. Absolutely. So I I think you're right from that standpoint, but I don't think that Atlanta Saturday. What put? I mean, I'd be interested to see how many they put on frame that were real viable threats because Joseph gets the one that he chests down that goes wide. Barco has the one that's always like starts out rising that's left of goal. You get the one that I mean, the one really big save again was the one on one that he ends up saving that Joseph takes. Um, but overall, there there wasn't like some. It's not like I saw him really have a huge standout performance, or like Atlanta was just consistently banging shots in that were getting really good quality saves out of him. Um, if anything, I thought Guzan had a more challenging match. This yeah, Gu Guzan was outstanding. Right. Again, aside from distri distribution aside, right. his right. his game was. And that's was, again where where I get concerned in a game coming off of. Saturday, sure. where the defense asked a lot out of Guzan, and they're going to be. I hope that they're. That's not going to be the case again this weekend. Sure, because even though Philly's tired, 
they're going to come out guns blazing because they know that we're going to be on our, you know, heels a little bit defensively speaking. Does anybody know if Shabilko's back? I don't know if he, if he was injured or suspended. I, I know he didn't play. He had a hell of a game against us up in Philly um, in the latter half of the season. Kendrick mentions Blake won't have two bad games in a row. Um, Let's hope you're wrong, Kendrick. Stuck 2011. Andre Blake will get worked by Joseph. Knocks on wood. Um, so one of the questions, Kendrick mentioned it to me, and I didn't know the answer to it. What's the... What's the rules on yellow card accumulation and playoffs? It's two, and you get suspended. Consecutively or yes. total? Um, I, I don't think it gets wiped clean until you go to cup. Not if even I'm, conference finals? Don't think so. So if LGP or Joseph well, I guess gets it a would. yellow card on, on Thursday, they're both suspended for the Eastern Conference Championship if we make it there. Uh, LGP. <laughs> and I think that goes back to what... Um, JG was saying, with one yellow, LGP will be suspended for the next game. Yeah, he's going to be. We're going to yeah. have. We're not yeah. going to have LGP. And to Kendrick, Kendrick saying, if two. we win, LGP is not going to yeah. be playing conference final, which we have to have Miles or Parkhurst in at that point because LGP getting a yellow this weekend is you might as well just put all your money on it because it's going to happen. Yeah, you just pray it's not a red. Yeah, most likely. So Ingest 100, I think that's a new name in the trap, saying, uh, please explain why does PD, Barco, and Joseph not work? It should. It better work on Thursday. I think that... Oh, I think it definitely works. Yeah. I think the the problem is that, and what Domer was saying, was with that lineup that I mentioned, it can it compresses our offense more centrally than to the wings, which is where Atlanta has found some success with Yeah, because Gressel PD and, and Barco don't thrive on the wings. Right, right. They're not going to be pushing it out that wide. No, they're, no. they're definitely going to but be working centrally. What you, but what you would hope to do is that you'd get some overlapping runs with them running back and forth. Sure, yeah. Where, you know, Barco likes to pull it from the left side of the 18 to the right, and Pity being left-footed, would like you would hope, would be overlapping in the opposite direction. So if Barco's capable of pulling three defenders, moving left to right, and it allows Pity to overlap him to where Barco can... I can easily see Barco getting a little heel... And Pity having wide open chance at goal because he's already pulled all three of those defenders with his motion laterally, and Pity opens up wide open coming around the backside. And but that's expecting and assuming that Pity puts it on frame or you know slots it over to Joseph Martinez, who could also be in waiting. However, that ends up shaking out. But it's it's going to be interesting. I think I don't think that it's necessarily a wash. I think it's more in line with. Um, I forget who mentioned it earlier. I think I think it's more along the lines of like a 50-50 or 60-40 Atlanta um, odds going into this weekend. We do get the benefit that they play a long game. They're traveling. Um, they're going to be tired. Whether or not Bedoya starts or plays at all, we don't know yet. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a shootout, though. Hopefully not a PK shootout, yeah, I mean, but I, I think all, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, all things kind of point to that. Yeah. Um, hopefully we... The interesting stat is that Atlanta has not come back or has only come back. What's the stat? When down by a goal. We've only won one game. Atlanta's only salvaged two points out of that or something like that. <sighs> yeah. Out of the whole season. That is troubling. Yeah. So it's almost like you need to come out and press the issue. and then. But we've seen Philly not willing to lay down if you do that. 
as evidenced by the Red Bulls game. Yeah. Like, even if you come out and score, you got to... Hopefully, the team is realizing and talking about the fact that even if they come out, you know, you assume that they are, but they got to be looking at that Red Bulls game and say, well, shit, they came back and won after Red Bulls put three up on them. We're, we're going to have to put up seven. We're going to have to put up some points. Um, score prediction? Mm. That's a good good amount of dead air. Four three Atlanta. Really, another four three. I think so. I think it's going to be one of those, man. I really do. Especially mm. if Barco's starting. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if Joseph got a brace and Barco or Pity get one, and and you see somebody come up from you know Gressel or Nagby or somebody slotting in a, a fourth goal for Atlanta. Wow. Huh. I'd say it's like a a two one or a three two. I'm gonna go two one Atlanta. I could see maybe a three two, but I think it's. I mean, it's 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 gonna have to be, uh, or it could go the other way around, and we just. I, I don't see that happening. I don't see them putting up four and us not responding in any capacity. No, but, no, no, not not at all. All right. So, what are you thinking about the Toronto? So yeah, oh, I was gonna I say other other results uh, over the weekend. We kind of touched on them. Seattle beat Dallas in a really wild game, four uh, three in extra time. Toronto five one against DC in extra time. That really wacky result. Real Salt Lake looked really good against Portland. They won two one in pretty sloppy conditions over in Salt Lake. Philly beating out Red Bulls four three, and then Galaxy last night pulling it out against Minnesota. Um, it was relatively, uh, I guess it wasn't that late. Um, suck at Matt Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> he went full team chaos in his bracket. I don't know. Oh, if he did it? No. Had Minnesota winning the whole thing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's idiotic. <laughs> I love you, Matt, but that's, yeah. Had Atlanta get yeah. knocked out against New England, I think. Or no, getting knocked out against Red Bulls. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. His brackets are yeah. busted. So fortunately, uh, t- to me, I'd rather play Philly right now, I think, than Toronto. Uh, yes. And fortunately for us, there's not a reshuffling or reseeding. No. We're definitely going to be pulling for Toronto come Wednesday. Because, uh, yeah, because I don't think we, Atlanta's it, capable of winning in the stadium this year. <laughs> I'm a, I was a boy, like uh, a boyhood Astros fan. I, I was an Astros fan until I was probably in, I don't know, a couple years after college. Um, and then I stopped following baseball altogether. But we were watching it the other night, and I was like, I really want the Astros to win. But at the same time, if the Yankees keep winning, they can displace New York City. <laughs> so if we have to play them, we would play them in – you know, City Field. If they ended up making the World Series, but then Altuve hit that home run, and I was like, "Okay, I'm okay with this. <laughs> it is okay." Because I think, um, are they playing at City Field still? Really? I thought that with, um, I thought that with the win. Um, yeah. Oh wow! I guess they are playing in City Field still. I thought with New York, uh, with I the thought, Yankees getting knocked out, that yeah. they were going to be playing in Yankee Stadium. I again. thought so too. Huh. I wonder if it, I wonder if they went ahead and sold tickets at one and then they can't back out of it or something. I wonder if that's maybe why. 
Because that would be a clusterfuck if you sold tickets for a match. Because they had to sell it in anticipation of that, right? And lock up the yeah, location. So I wonder if that's why. Yeah, that's what Ed Kendrick's saying. Yes, so game, if, game one due to deadline to declare location that's for what game. It was. So then, so Toronto will definitely be playing them at City Field. But if NYC <laughs> advances, if NYC advances, yeah, we'll be playing, still playing Yankee Stadium. Yeah. But that's, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am still going to be pulling pretty hard for Toronto. Yeah. Because if we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously I want that automatic debit to come out of my account for tickets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Toronto has what it takes to beat NYC? I don't. I I honestly don't know, man. Uh, what's interesting is that with NYC being off for two weeks now. I've given I've given Kendrick so much credit. I hope you're really happy. Was, you might as well just come over. I know it was point. a lot of fun hanging out with you this weekend, but um, a lot of our conversations about everything this weekend revolved around some stuff I didn't realize that NYC actually had a scrimmage against Chicago, Chicago, and their yeah. week off, which I, I'm brilliant. I mean, that's that's yes with a new smart. playoff structure and yeah. having the buy like. And the international break, they would have not played for, you know, three weeks. You've got to get those players reps. So <laughs> You know what's funny is everybody keeps referencing and, and I think some who I can't remember who it was that called out Kevin Egan for this and I thought it was funny and it was uh talking about how exciting the first round is because of the knockouts. And everybody's like somebody Well, it was knockout in the first round last year. Yeah. It was yeah. knockout round. Yeah. And then with you talking about the bye week. Top two seeds got to buy a week last year. So really nothing has changed. Uh, Speaking of Kevin Egan, Dan Gargan still honors the chest bump that he put out there for uh, All-Star Weekend, like All-Star Week last year, whenever he was like, if you see me out in the streets, just come out, give me a chest bump. I saw him uh, out Friday night, and I was like, you still honoring the the chest bump? He's like, come on, man, bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> He's They're, like big game tomorrow. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> that's that's pretty that great. Was great. That was good. Um, El Trafico again on Thursday. Yeah. So you seem pretty convinced that LAFC's. Well, I just think out. I think Galaxy have a lot of talent. Obviously, um, between Zlatan, Dos Santos. I mean, having Sebastian Lejet. I don't know if he's played all year, but he's certainly playing a lot better. Um. And then uh, Antuna and um, a couple of the other guys on that team, they, they just make me... I don't know if both of the number one seeds A little lose. more confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, though. I, That's it, just... Because LA, know, LAFC man. still is yet to... And, and to Kevin yeah, Brown's point, Pavone, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. LAFC has not beaten LA Galaxy. Granted, it's been four games, I think. Um, Zlatan has their number two. I mean, he shows out in yeah. big games, especially yeah. against LAFC. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it will be packed <sighs> to, to Stuck's point, but you know, it's all 25,000 people in the stadium. Um, Would you travel to LA for the championship if Atlanta won to advance? When When is it? Like November 8th, I think. Would definitely consider it. Have you ever been to LA? For work, yeah. Yeah, I've never been. Um, worked the World Cup Trophy Tour back in 2014, something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. 
is out there for that. I, I've been out there a couple times for work. It's because that would be the only. I mean, I guess aside from NYC, NYC could be a fun trip, but not on a Wednesday. Fuck that. Is that when we're going to be playing them? Yeah, next the conference finals are on next Wednesday, and then the final is that following Sunday, something like that. Yeah. Huh. I think that's how it shakes out, right? I know that the conference final is on a Wednesday night. Uh, it's either in... Okay, so Western Conference is on the Tuesday? Because there's a Tuesday night game, and then there's a Wednesday night game, and then um, 10 days later, 11 yeah. days later, okay. it's yeah. the uh, the final. That's right. So it's... Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Why aren't they playing on the weekend? Yeah, that's, just, that's a that's a no-brainer to me. I mean, at least for the conference finals, I understand this week. I I, I totally get the Thursday night, Wednesday Thursday night thing, whatever. I'm I'm allowed. I get that, but I don't understand why the conference final has to be on the no. Wednesday. Those are big games. Yeah, and yeah. not on the Saturday. And then you still have, and you know, even if you want to do it on the following Sunday, you know, which it should be on a Saturday. So is the Final on a Sunday? It is. That's so fucked, man. Yeah, November 10th. That's so, so fucked. If we end up going out to LA, if we play in LA or anybody on the East Coast going That's to so LA fucked. on a on a Sunday for that, yeah. That's fucked. For anything cuz it's like it was, it wasn't you like, expect that to be a night game no matter what, right? I mean, no, it's usually during the daytime. If I'm not mistaken. Last year it was at finals. night. Cuz I remember we got out of there and it was I mean, it was like 11 o'clock at night whenever we got out of there. I'm pretty sure it was a 7 or 8 o'clock game last year because mm. we tailgated for like six fucking hours. Oh, well, I remember the um, the year before uh, in Toronto, I want to say it was like a mid-afternoon game. Or was it in Seattle? Because they played back-to-back uh, year, so that might have been the year it was in Seattle, and that's why. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because I know the one I I remember watching the one Toronto Seattle game that was in the evening. Did you boo Michael Bradley during it? I'm still. Booing. Then did it really happen? <laughs> if you didn't boo Michael Bradley, then it didn't really. happen. I hope we don't play Toronto just so I don't have to hear that every. Oh fucking my time god! I can't wait. God, I was just let it die. I thought we were playing Toronto on Thursday whenever they won. Both were I, in Toronto. Kendrick says, "Okay." Oh, both were in Toronto. Um. All right, well. I was hoping we were going to play Toronto just so I can boo Michael Bradley again. <laughs> yeah, it was at 8 o'clock last year. Okay. Yeah, it's just I it's remember, all over the board. That was a long fucking day. If that was, <laughs> if that was early, uh, yeah. <laughs> a time warped. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? You don't think, you think Galaxy, do you think LAFC get over the hump? And beat Galaxy. What you can have one, one, one of those two matches will end up in in an upset. I don't know if it's the Galaxy. LAFC, Says who? Or are you saying this is I'm the saying, scenario I have to choose from? This is what you have to choose from. Are you more confident in Galaxy taking on LAFC and winning, or Toronto taking on NYCFC? Oh, Galaxy! I'm way more confident than that. That Zlatan and company are going to go into Bank of California and beat LAFC. Them, I think both of them definitely have a possibility, just because of the the time that it's been since NYC has played, and with Toronto coming off such a big win this past weekend. Um, I don't know. 
It'll yeah. be interesting. I know I don't remember a lot of MLS Cup because I think I was on Percocet at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we had handicap seats. Angie, Angie got a, um, me and her handicap seats. That's right. Yeah, because right. Kendrick was saying the day when Kevin became one with a Mercedes-Benz via floor waffle right. frost. That stadium will always be a part of me. <laughs> it's a part of my gut. Just like that my parking deck. You, you will always be part of that parking deck. Stop. That's yeah. so stupid. No, it's not. Um, God, turning up perks is not fun. Stuck 2011. <laughs> Laughing about it. Yeah. It's... I'm just glad you made it. Oh, yeah. I thought you weren't going to be able to make it out there last year. Oh, I walked in the rain in that boot. I, I said, know. fuck it. Worth it. Had surgery twice. Okay, I'll, I'll do it a third dude, time if I, I have so to. So hammer just slapping those gold star stickers on <laughs> everybody, dude. Oh, worth it. What a game. What a run, man. What a run. To go from our first year getting knocked out in a wild card game and PKs to winning the cup to now it being like a foregone conclusion. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll win our first round. And then yeah. we'll see where it goes. Yeah. It's it's expectation now. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Regardless of... so. That said, I want to take the same stance that I did last year with MLS Cup, which is that regardless of what happens Thursday, it's been, I mean, this is all found money. We keep saying that, that we all thought this was a rebuilding year. I think we've obviously got a shot, as good a shot as anybody going into that match on Thursday. But don't let the result and the final score whatever it may be, define your experience or define this season. Because I don't think any of us, well, except for me, considering how much better I was at the predictions, could have saw this coming whenever the season started. Clearly, I saw which way this was headed, and I'm saying don't be disappointed. So take it from me, guys. <laughs> don't take my word for it. Do, do, do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> No, I agree with you though. It's about the journey. It's not about just the, enjoy it. It's not just about just enjoy the, it. Take a half day from work Thursday. You don't even really need to because the game's not until eight, which is awesome. So you can still get down there. Leave the office at like two thirty. Get down there three thirty. Still get like three and a half hours to do your thing. That's great on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, I can't do that, but (laughs) neither can I. You know what I can do, though? Cut your life into pieces. Is this your vote? Can you put on the Six Flags song? Or is this a Six Flags song? They all sound the same. What's the Six Flags song? I feel like Joe Rogan and Jamie were going to get taken down from. What's the Six Flags song? I don't know. Isn't it the same thing? I don't know. Six Flags has got some some stupid song like that too. Yeah, I, I think it might be that I like to move it, move it, right? I don't know. You talking about the old guy dancing? Yeah. No, that's not. I what don't know what it? song that is, but it's not that. Oh, I got it. Is it that pizza song by the Olsen Twins? <laughs> we like to party <laughs> by the Venga Boys. Is that <laughs> what, what it is? is. <laughs> That's the Six Flags song? It definitely is. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richard Gordon came in, coming in there with the Vega <laughs> Boys before you could even play it. 
I like this. I think this should. We got a Six Flags here. I think this is. Oh, and it does the train horn. So it's fitting. <laughs> Just imagine all of Mercedes bids right now. <laughs> I mean, I already got the hairline for it. Yeah. And the glasses. <laughs> Just get a suit. Yeah, bus stop song. It is the bus stop song. Um, how about Wild Boys by Duran Duran? I don't know that I'm familiar. We are uh, definitely getting this YouTube video pulled. Back. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're not monetized. <laughs> we're not monetized That's at all, true. anyway. So, That's um, true. Wild Boys, um, Duran Duran, Crow uh, Cop, Miracle Crow Cop, uh, Fighter used to come out to this. I've never heard this before in my life. Okay, we do chicka chicka. Ooh, Day Bow Bow. Let's do Day Bow Bow. I like that. Actually, I would not mind <laughs> Day Bow Bow. <laughs> Every time Joseph scores, oh yeah, <laughs> Day Bow Bow. <laughs> How great would that be? Um, Domer, Strangers in the Night. <laughs> oh yeah, goal. <laughs> Beer shower, beer shower, beer shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Uh, oh, dude, if we played Careless Whisper, George Michael. <laughs> um, Stuck 2011 bringing up uh, Sacramento got their spot in MLS. That's right. Yeah, congratulations. Right. Congrats. Dude, I'm excited for Nashville next year. I'm, I'm really excited to have a reason to go up there. For a game every year now. Yeah? That'll be a lot of fun. Still never had Hattie B's. I was thinking about it. It's the there's one in town. I know. The, that's the it's perfect not the original or Bolton. You could you can go up there and segment it out so that like if the game's on a Saturday, go take a half day from work on Friday, go to Chattanooga for the night. Because it's halfway. Yeah, because Lord knows I need to rest at a hotel after ninety minute drive. No, it's just so you can go out. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm just kidding. You're ruining this. I'm, I totally You're did. Ruining this. I know. So you, it's also going to be cheaper to stay in Chattanooga than it's going to be in Nashville. So you do, you split the drive. You do half of it Friday. You go up, you hang in Chattanooga. Then Saturday morning, you get up and you drive to Nashville, and then you stay the night in Nashville Saturday. So you're you do the Matt Weinecker special. When you get to Nashville, you have Prince's at 10 a.m. and then <sighs> after the game, you have Hattie B's on the way. Ch- Where's Matt been at? I don't know. So I check on Matt Weiner. I don't know, Grego. I missed you, buddy. It's uh, it's good to be back. The um, but that Matt Weinecker special, where you're just racing the clock to get home. Boy, that is that is bold. Yeah, gr- group trip it is. Not We're gonna a- do. We need to rent a bus next oh year for the- my oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Yes, we definitely yes. need to do that. And we will play Day Bow Bow on repeat for four yes. hours on that bus. We will have a community selected playlist where everybody gets one song to put on the playlist. Oh, boy. We just put it on shuffle, whatever All we right, want. next year we are going to do a Home Before Dark GoFundMe to rent out a bus. Yes. And it could be a drunk bus, and I can drive. 
Yeah, because you can drink open container once you get into Tennessee. Did you guys know that? Oh, I knew it. I know you did <laughs> because I drove you and you and Ra- you and Raphael around, and you guys found out as we were in the as we were heading back, and you guys were like, "Oh yeah, road beers." <laughs> um, uh, Domer is asking if there's a stripper pole. It's going to be a fireman pole, and uh, Kevin Cheek is going to come from the top. <laughs> He's just going to shoot down. Oh. Um, all right, go fund me for the home before dark trip. I like the it. homie, uh, homie road trip, homie express, the homie express, <laughs> and I will be dressed up as homie the clown from In Living Color, <laughs> and I will have that blackjack. I'll be beating the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> May the culture be in charge of stripper hiring. <laughs> That's great. Oh god, yeah, party bus. I like that idea. A yeah. lot. You, I, I don't know. You just volunteered for a, a massive undertaking. I don't know that that's the right decision. Oh, I don't think I'm qualified to actually drive that bus, though. <laughs> I think we have to rent out. We probably have, we to, have to rent to out vans. an actual driver. Or we could do vans. Or we can just get like an airport rental Ooh. shuttle bus. Can we get a mega bus? We just all <laughs> saddle up for a mega bus. Dude. Like we get enough people committed to get the ticket for the one dollar mega bus at the exact same time, yeah, and just commandeer that shit for Nashville. <laughs> yes, we get we, yes, we we gotta start planning this. This is gonna be great. Yeah, find some. The way- schedule hasn't come out except for the. There's only been a couple games revealed for next year, right? The schedule for next year. Yeah, I don't know. The don't only know. one I think is the first game. In Soldier Field, because Chicago's returning to Soldier Field. Anyway, um, once we find that out, we're definitely going to do that. Yes. Just got to find out logistics. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be insane. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, boy. It's going to be real fun. Oh, boy. Or we just go get an old school bus. (laughs) I don't want to have to drive that shit. No seatbelts. No. No seatbelts. No. I don't want to have to drive that shit. Yeah, your 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 suggestion was the right one. We need to get one to like we need to get one with a driver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nobody here I don't think has the license qualified. No. All right. Um All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We did a long show tonight. It's been an hour and a half. It was worth it. Love we had a lot guys. to catch up on. Love you guys. Um if you're heading out there Thursday, let us know. I'm trying to maybe meet up in the atrium or something before. Do a little hashtag meet and greet. Meet and three. Meet and potatoes. We're going to Farmer's Basket at Lennox. Ooh, yeah. I like those, that place. Those big, thick yams. Yeah. You got to get them to drain all the sauce, though. It's a little thick. Yeah, into your cup so you can drink now, it. The key with Farmer's Basket at Lennox is to get the sautéed chicken because it's got that light breading on it, but you're going to put that spicy sauce on top of it. That's because it's like. So, is it a country restaurant or a Chinese restaurant? Or yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try the 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 bourbon chicken, but you got collard greens. Greg, why didn't you tell me you were over there? I I work over there, homie. Let me know. We got to do that. Ooh, Arby's at the CNN. I don't Center. work at the Farmer's Basket, but that <laughs> <laughs> might have been a little misleading. Lennox used to have the best food court. It's still pretty solid. We had Cabo Beach, the Indian place when it was there. Yeah. And, and then, then the Pepe's. Cajun place was really Dude, good. Dude, Pepe's yeah. was really yeah. good, too. The, yeah. The Caribbean yeah. food. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's still okay. I mean, Walk Dragon's good. 
I like Farmer's Basket. You got Chick-fil-A. You got Five Guys. Do they still got Cloud Nine Cupcakes you in there? You got Tzatziki's. No, you got a um, uh, uh, Sweet Hut over there. Oh, you do. And haagen is in there, right? haagen is over there. You got Chipotle. I could do without the like great wraps in the Philly cheesesteak places. But that is what makes the food court smell so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You do do you guys now. ever clean your flat tops? And checkers. Who's eating checkers? I will say... You talk about me eating waffle fries off the floor of Mercedes-Benz. That's pretty much what checkers is out hey, of the hey, fryer. I don't, I don't <laughs> like the disrespect that you're throwing at checkers right now. Uh, checkers. Checkers fries are legit, though. Checkers are... Th- I, I respect that they know their place in the game. <laughs> that their fries are good. Battery's dead. Oh, battery's exhausted. I'm exhausted from all this hate. My heart hurts just talking about eating checkers. checkers hate. <laughs> Man, Brittany asked saying, no way checkers are good. No, so Or maybe she's saying, no way, checkers are good. True, yeah. Like she's telling me, no way, I think you need checkers pu- yeah. are good. I need clarification. Now, Sonic Onion Rings, fuck Sonic Onion Rings. If you don't work at Sonic, you don't know shit about Sonic Onion Rings. Whenever I'd be showing up at 5 o'clock in the morning to hand make onion rings and your fingernails smell like onion rings for the rest, the next eight years of your life... Good luck getting that out of your clothes. It's a part of me now. How much of the breading did you do? Like 50%? Is it like 60-40 you cockroaches or (laughs) (laughs) 80-20? Their little hands do a lot of work getting the breading on there. It's been so long. I'm finally getting around to where I can eat Sonic. I I still can't, and I worked there for a month. Once you know how the sausage is made, you don't want any of it. Especially sausage I made. (laughs) Sausage you deep fried. <laughs> Taking those hot dogs, just throw them in the fryer. It's, it's like nine o'clock at night. Oh yeah, we shut down the flat top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a hot dog to throw it in the fryer. Grilled chicken, grilled chicken sandwich, throw it in the fryer. <laughs> yep, that's close enough. Just gotta shake off the. No, no. The, the, the point I was gonna make about checkers is that they they take a lot of chances, and they have like two specials a month. Like, they had buffalo popcorn shrimp for, like, two bucks for a 10-pack. That's a good point. Like, they know where they stand. Sonic is worse than dupe. <laughs> Sonic will make you dupe. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> get that get extra long cheese, Cody. Good luck not duping your pants. Yeah. Let me get back there and make you a Frito wrap. And that's where like it's Like a Mo's at. burrito? <laughs> it gets thick like a Mo's burrito. Gross. It's just chili and Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> and let me give you a Sonic-sized oh fried jalapeno uh, strips. Good yeah. God. All the right. Bites. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Um, we'll see you guys out there Thursday. If not, we'll see you soon. As always, be home before that. Bye, guys. Dupe.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 